Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right, and welcome everybody to our Sunday morning business session. This is Gabe Griffith, CCB president presiding this morning. And uh, we've made it through the last roughly three days of convention, and here we are coming down the final stretch. So um, this morning, we've got some minutes and treasurer's report and resolutions and a a couple of other reports. So um, welcome in, everyone. But uh, we've got a bunch of these to give away this morning. So Lisa, what do you say we get started with a uh, door prize today? kick things off you're putting me to work early that's right i figured you're here you'd you'd as well do something right so we're gonna do a 25 dollar amazon gift card uh given by the acb capital chapter And the winner is Donald Queen. Hey, Don. Hey, Donald. Very nice. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be a reoccurring phrase. Congratulations, <laughs> Donald. Uh, I think that's going to be my my uh, phrase that I go away from here with this week. Yes. Yeah, not can you hear um, me now, but I know that guy. Right, right. I know that guy. I know her. Okay. Um, let's see what Don wants first, and then right. let's see what. Bill, you're um, no, you're good. Yeah, there may be some confusion. A Zoom link was sent out this morning, but it's not connecting to this instance. Right, I did notice that. Right, too. there was there's two so, of them. There is the one for the regular. Is there any way that somebody can sign on to that one just to tell people to move over? Because they may. <laughs> no, be you can't get into that, that meeting anyway, oh, Phil. Oh boy. Okay. Well, no. That, yeah, yeah just, and um, just gets a meeting in progress. The other, the other yeah. Sunday session was canceled on the other meeting, so there shouldn't be an instance of that. Shouldn't have been, but, but it, there was. But, it was yeah. but there was a reminder that was sent out for yep. it. Because um, I got, I got two Zoom, I got two I got Zoom two reminders. Also. One, yeah. one for the, one for the other, other meeting that was canceled, and one for this one. I'll send out an email, Phil. Yeah. So thank you so much for your observation. I'll take care of that right now. Okay, and if if you're raising your hand to tell us about that, we we've got it. Yep. So you might you might as well lower yep. your hand. Does Don still have his hand up, or did he put it down? Okay. Do you want me to call on Sheila? Sure. That's what Sheila wants. I just wanted to tell people that the way I found this link was by going back a couple of days to the one that talked about this weekend, about the banquet and and today. Mm-hmm. Way down the bottom. Right. Thank <laughs> you. So in case, uh, thanks, Sheila. In case people are listening on media and trying to figure out what's right. going on, that's how you find it. All right, thanks, Sheila. Yeah, it, it's the same one that we use on Friday night. So if you have that, then that's the way you attend. Linda, are you with us? There you are. Yes. Hi, guys. Well, do you have anything to to say about the minutes, or would you like us to go ahead and play them? Um, Thank you, David and Larry, for your last-minute saving of uh, this lady's um, um, 
reputation. And uh, let's hit the minutes. What time do we start today, by the way? Thank you for that. Uh, for- nine o'clock. Thank you. All right. <laughs> California Council of the Blind Convention 2021 Meeting Minutes, April 22nd to 25th, 2021. President Gabe Griffith opened the 2021 CCB Convention on Thursday, April 22nd at 6.04 p.m. A motion to adopt the 2021 Convention Standing Rules was moved, seconded, and passed unanimously. The first reading of a proposed change in the bylaws regarding the establishment of new CCB affiliates was presented. Frank Welty, Credentials Committee Chair, presented the Credentials Report. Frank then moved and Rob Turner seconded the motion to accept the Credentials Report. The motion passed unanimously. The meeting adjourned at 9.20 p.m. April 24th, 2021. The convention resumed on Saturday at around 9 o'clock a.m. Elections were held and the following board members were elected by acclamation. Sarah Harris, first vice president. Linda Perel, secretary. Steve Bauer, director. Christy Crespin, director. Stephanie Watts, director. Penny Valdovinos, director. In a contested election with Warren Cushman, Nellie Emerson was then elected to the remaining director position by majority vote. April 25th, 2021. The convention resumed on Sunday at around 9 o'clock a.m. The 2020 convention business meeting minutes were read. After a discussion about removing identifying account numbers from the reference to the treasurer's report, the motion to accept the minutes was moved, seconded, and passed unanimously. Newell Perry Report. Mitch Pomerantz, chair of the Newell Perry Trust Committee, presented the committee's report. He began by thanking his fellow trustees, Margaret Buckman Garcia and Richard Rueda. The report covered the period from January 1st, 2021 to March 31st, 2021. The beginning balance was $143,372.23. The ending balance was $149,619.66, representing an increase of $6,246.36. At the same time in 2020, the fund had $102,520.56. It grew by $47,098.10 in the past year. Fortunately, CCB found other revenue sources for this past year, allowing the fund to move in the direction of its earlier high point of $260,000. That concluded Mitch's report. Lisa Presley Thomas, CCB Treasurer, presented the 2021 Treasurer's Report. A motion to accept the Treasurer's Report as read was moved, seconded, and passed unanimously. The Treasurer's Report is appended in full at the end of these meeting minutes. Readers note, the full Treasurer's Report will not be included in this recording. End of Reader's Note. Second reading of proposed bylaw. The proposed bylaw was read again and after discussion was referred back 
to the bylaws committee. Resolutions. The following resolutions for 2021 were read and adopted. 2021-01, mandatory disability awareness training for healthcare workers. 2021-02, translation project. Resolutions 2021-03, 2021-04, and 2021-05 were withdrawn. 2021-06, Apple updates. 2021-07, inaccessibility of Pent Air Pool and Spa apps. 2021-08, voices for public transportation. 2021-09, equity in law enforcement training standards. 2021-10, addressing allegations of sexual assault, harassment, and abuse at blindness training centers. 2021-11, California Arts Council blind and low vision artists. 2021-12, California Arts Council grants portal accessibility. 2021-13, pandemic response. 2021-14, law enforcement tracking data collection involving people with disabilities. 2021-15, convention thank you. 2021-16, appreciation for volunteers. The resolutions committee report was then accepted. The convention adjourned at two o'clock p.m. Thank you, David, for reading those. Uh, do we have a motion for the minutes? So move. Will be accepted. I think I heard Guillermo just a half second before Larry. I heard Rob too. Uh, and I'll second. Oh, um, I'm sorry. So um, voiceover was interrupting here. Who moved to second it? I believe I heard Guillermo and okay. then I think Rob seconded. Okay, thank you. And, and at this time, are there any, uh, is there any discussion on these minutes? So if you have, yeah. have any yes, discussion. Linda. Go ahead, Linda. <laughs> Uh, I forgot to put in, uh, Frank also did the nominating committee report on, on Friday, on uh, Thursday night. So I'll need to add that. Okay, so we'll add that. Any other comments or questions from anyone? If you do, go ahead and raise your hand at this time. We have a couple of raised hands, Gabe. Okay, who, who do we have? Uh, phone number 626. This is Mitch Pomerantz, just letting everybody know I'm here. Ah, thanks, Mitch. I uh, appreciate mm-hmm. it. I was going to check after we're done with the minutes and make sure you were here. So, am I correct? There was no hands up at this time? At this time, yes, correct. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. So, we have a motion and a second. And so, what we're doing is that uh, if you object to this, then go ahead and raise your hand. And if we don't have 10 hands or more go up, then we will declare the minutes passed uh, with the amendment of adding in the uh, nominating report. So we'll give it 20 or 30 seconds here. So Andrew, if you can keep an eye and see if any hands go up. So at this time, only put your hand up if you object to the motion of passing or adopting the minutes, accepting the minutes. Do we have any hands going up? 
Uh, no hands at the moment. Okay, we'll give it a couple more seconds. And still no hands? No. Okay. Then we will declare the motion passed. Thank you again for those minutes. Now, uh, Lisa, can uh, we'd, we'd like to bring you on at this time to do something other than giving away money. Um, we'd like you to bring you on to talk about money and give our um, treasurer's report. Because you do you do a lot more around here than give away uh, door prizes, right? I was gonna say this is the time where I actually get to do my real job. <laughs> We're gonna bring out our treasure to actually do treasure stuff. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Hope you have your coffee ready and that I don't put you to sleep for the next thirty minutes or so. Um. This is California Council of the Blind Conference and Convention 2022 report on CDs, brokerage, and checking accounts as of May 15th, 2022. Account balances are as current as possible, and when prior year ending value is referenced, prior year refers to financial reports read at Convention 2021 for period ending March 31, 2021, and dated April 25, 2021. FISN Investment Account Menino Scholarship Restricted for the period April 1, 2022 to April 30, 2022. Interest for money markets, 0.01%. Beginning value, $46,090.54. Additions and withdrawals, 0.24 cents. Taxable income year to date, $577.75. Taxes, fees, and expenses, zero. Change in investment value, negative. $2,186.75. Ending value as of 4322, $43,904.03. Prior year ending value year to date, $45,329.93. Difference negative $1,400. $25.90. Maturity date for this account, fully matured, currently all cash. Chase CCB scholarship business accounts. For the period April 1, 2022 to April 30, 2022. Beginning balance $8,056.24. Deposits and other credits, zero. Withdraws and other debits, zero. Ending balance, $8,056.24. Current balance as of May 15th, 2022, $8,056.24. CB scholarship savings account closed. All funds transferred to the checking per, per board approval. Charles Schwab, 
Ellen Murphy Fund, restricted. Securities account for the period March 1, 2022 to March 31, 2022. Total beginning value, $186,167.02. Net debits, credits, and transfers, $111.11. Change in value of investments, March 1 through March 31, 2022, negative $1,810.26. Change in value year to date, negative $7,298.76. Total ending value as of 3-31-2022 includes accrued interest, $184,356.77. Account value at 331-2022, Ellen Murphy, Charles Schwab, cash and cash investments account for the period March 1, 2022 to March 31, 2022. Total beginning value, $17,300. Net debits, credits, and transfers, 13 cents. Change in value of investments, March 1 through March 31, 2022, zero. Change in value of investments year to date, zero. Total ending value at 331, 2022 includes accrued interest, $17,346.62. Account value at 331-2022, Total value of Ellen Murphy Fund accounts as of March 31, 2022, $201,703.39. Prior year total ending value year to date, $207,583.96. Difference is negative $5,880.57. I'm gonna skip the New Perry Trust because Mr. Mitch will be handling that portion. Billy Perry Foundation Funds. Merle Lynch securities account restricted for the period April 1 through April 29, 2022. Total beginning value includes accrued interest, $261,244.91. Net debits, credits, transfers, negative $149.71. Change in value April 1 through April 29, 2022 negative $10,494.86. Change in value January 1, 2022 to April 29, 2022, negative $5,248.51. Total ending value at 429, 2022, 
includes accrued interest, $250,600.34. Prior year ending value year to date, $255,998.91. Difference negative $5,398.57. B of A business advantage cash account restricted for the period April 1 through April 30, 2022. Account opened April 14, 2021. Interest rate currently is zero APY. Beginning balance, $13,135.91. Interest paid this period, zero. Interest paid year to date, zero. Ending balance, $13,135.91. Current balance as of May 15, 2022, $13,135.91. Bank of America business checking and investment accounts. CCB general checking account for the period April 1 through April 30, 2022. Beginning balance, $100,133.72. Deposits and other credits, $1,327.25. Withdraws and other debits, negative $4,469.41. Checks, negative $10,642.18. Service fees, zero. Ending balance as of 3-31-2022, Current balance, I'm sorry, um, I just said that wrong. Let me repeat that. Ending balance at 4-30-2022 is $86,349.38. Current balance as of May 15, 2022, $81,952.32. Fogarty scholarship account for the period April 1 through April 30, 2022. Interest rate currently 0.02% APY. Beginning balance $200.33. Interest paid this period zero. Interest paid year to date, zero. Ending balance, $200.33. Current balance as of May 15, 2022, $200.33. CEA loan fund account for the period April 1 through April 30, 2022. Interest rate, 0.02% APY. Beginning balance, $520.80. Interest paid this period, zero. Interest paid year to date, zero. Ending balance, $520.80. Current balance as of May 15, 2022, $520.80. Life membership, seven month CD. Account opened August 15, 2007. Renewal notice for seven-month featured CD dated March 2nd, 2022. New term, seven months. New maturity date, October 22nd, 2022. New interest rate, 0.03%. 
new annual percentage yield, 0.03%. Interest paid year to date, 28 cents. Current value as of May 15, 2022, $2,886.98. Lopez scholarship account for the period April 1 through April 30, 2022. Interest rate, 0.0% APY. Beginning balance, $139.97. Interest paid this period, zero. Interest paid year to date, zero. Ending balance, $139.97. Current balance as of May 15, 2022. $139.97. Crisis committee account for the period April 1 through April 30, 2022. Interest rate, 0.01% APY. Beginning balance, $845.16. Interest paid this period, one cent. Interest paid year to date, four cents. Ending balance, $845.17. Current balance as of May 15, 2022, $845.17. On the move for the period April 1, 2022 to April 30, 2022. Account open November 23, 2020. Interest rate, 0.01% APY. Beginning balance, $7,044.84. Interest paid this period, zero. Interest paid year to date, zero. Ending balance, $7,044.84. Current balance as of May 15, 2022, $7,044.84. Summary. Current assets, cash, cash equivalents, stock, marketable securities, etc. $760,145. I'm sorry, let me say that one more time. $760,145.15. Accounts receivable, prepaid liabilities, inventory, etc. $117,271. Total current assets, $877,416.15. Restricted, $668,261.01. Unrestricted, $209,155.14. Current liabilities, Total current liabilities assumed unrestricted as of May 15, 2022, $127,271. Net assets, $750,145.15. Prepared May 10, 2022. Revised May 15, 2022. Read at CCB 2022 Conference and Convention, May 15, 2022. And that concludes the Treasurer's Financial Reports for this year. Thank you, Lisa. And before I ask for a motion here, I just want to 
go back. Could you reread the number for the unrestricted funds? I think you said 209. Yes, she did. Something. I heard it too. Um, total current unrestricted assets, $209,155.14. Okay. Yeah, I figured it said $209 and something. I just wanted to make sure I we had that right. So, or maybe I heard it wrong. I don't know. But either way, I, I wanted to make sure I heard it. I might have jumbled my words. I just wanted to make sure I heard it right. So, it's an early you. Sunday morning. It is. It is. So, um, okay. Well, thank you for that. A lot of numbers. So, uh, definitely thanks for giving us all of that stuff. Do we have a motion to accept the treasurer's report? So moved. Larry got in there. So, Larry moves. I heard a multitude of seconds, but I think I heard Andrea first. Um, so, is there any? Are there any questions or comments on the treasurer's report before we? We have a raised hand, uh, Gabe. All right, uh, Margie. First, I want to commend Lisa on such a wonderful and thorough treasurer's report. I know you've been doing this since you became our treasurer, but it just it just is so wonderful to hear all of our financial details. For years, we never got that information. So I want to commend you, Lisa, and your work. So thank you. Um, I do have a question. It was back in the very beginning, and I believe the category was taxable income of 500 and something dollars. Am I correct there first, Lisa? Um, for fundraising income? Uh, no, there's no fundraising income that's reported. Um, this report uh, is a recap of basically our total assets and liabilities. It does not reflect um, any certain revenue stream or any taxable income in any uh, part of the report. It just basically reports the value, uh, cash value of each of our investment accounts, and then basically what cash is currently on hand uh, to be used at any time. Can you go back to the beginning, and, and maybe I heard it incorrectly, okay. and it's not because it's early, it's late for me. <laughs> <laughs> there was a $500 something mentioned. Yeah, I, I think I heard it too. It was. I think you did say something about taxable income, and I thought it was around 500, 500 and something. I, um, well, if I said that, that's completely wrong. My apologies. There is an account that we have, which is a CEA loan fund account. That current balance is five hundred and twenty dollars and eighty cents. Um, yeah, just that's gonna, the one. Is that okay. the one? Okay, I my that, yeah, it's, it's okay. Taxable income. Um, sorry, my brain might not have um, uh, switched gears from taxes to finances. So. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the human race. We all make mistakes. Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you, Ms. Margie. And tax season, you live that for too many months there, right? I live it every day of my life, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we have any other hands up, Andrea? No, um, not at the moment. No other hands up. All right. So if there's no other hands up, we do have a motion and a second to accept the report. So um We'll set all in favor say I am so used to doing that. Uh, uh, so at this time, if you object to the motion, raise your hand. Otherwise, leave your hand down for now. And uh, if we don't have 
10 hands go up in the next 20 or 30 seconds, then we will declare this motion passed. No so hands. If you could keep an eye and let us know if there's any hands that go up. Yes. Dave, can I add one last thing? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, one thing that I did yesterday was um, kind of pulled a um, first quarter budgeted analysis of kind of where we're sitting at right now um, based on our approved 2022 budget. And we are uh, basically on course. We have um, utilized 35% of our budgeted target for expenses. And we have uh, brought in 36% of our budgeted target for revenue. So for the first quarter, we are um, almost 100% on track um, for what we budgeted back in January of 2022, both All on right. the and expense side. Sounds good. All right. And are we still with no hands up, Andrea? That's correct. Okay. Thank you. So we will declare that motion passed. Lisa, again, thank you for that wonderful treasurer's report. And uh, um, before we bring Mitch on for the uh, Newell Perry report, since you're here, would you like to give away another door prize? Yeah, let's do it. As a, as a reward for doing such a great treasurer's report. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're going to do another $25 Amazon gift card uh, provided by the Fresno chapter. All right. And a Fresno member just won Olivia Ostergaard. All right. I know her. I know her too. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. All right. So congratulations, Livy. Okay, Um, Livy has her hand up, but I think it's just to let us know she's here. I Okay. I don't know. Do you want me to Yeah, let's give her a quick minute. I know her I know she keeps putting her hand up, so let's see what she wants. Let's see what she has for us. Okay. Just wanted to say thank you so much. Well, you're welcome, and thank you for being here throughout you the whole betcha. convention. Thank you much. All right, and Mitch, if you could raise your hand, I think he, uh, I think he's a six two six phone number. So at this time, we're going to bring on Mitch Palmerant, who is the chair of our Newell Perry uh, Trust. And uh, he'll give us a report on where the Newell Perry Trust stands. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll comment on this, but I'm happy to, to say that we went another year without having to pull from that fund, huh, Mitch? Absolutely. And uh, having just heard the treasurer's report uh, compared to where uh, CCB was just a few short years ago, uh, We've made a a wonderful turnaround, and I'm really pleased to hear that. So good morning to uh, you, President Griffith, to the ACB Board of Directors, and uh, to the members listening 
both from California and uh, and those who are listening uh, nationally. Um, hopefully, <clears throat> excuse me. Hopefully, our neighbors who uh, we have new neighbors moving in, and they have decided um, periodically to pound on the wall to hang pictures or whatever they're doing. Hopefully, that won't be uh, too much of a distraction. Um, I hear anything this now, will, so uh, Not now. Uh, not now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this will serve as the report of the Newell Perry Endowment Trust to the Conference and Convention of the California Council of the Blind, as required by our bylaws. The trustees uh, remain Margaret Butman Garcia, uh, Richard Rueda, and me, Mitch Pomerantz, as uh, chairperson. Uh, the three of us take our responsibilities as stewards of the New Perry Endowment Trust very seriously, and I want to publicly thank Margaret and Richard for their efforts over the uh, past several years. We last reported to the membership at the April 2021 conference and convention and to the board of directors this past October. In April 2021, the trust stood at $149,618.66. That reporting period ended on March 31st of last year. Through March 31st of this year, the trust stands at $160,006.160006.04. And that's an increase of $10,387.38, or 6.9%. By comparison, when we last reported to the board in October, trust assets through September 30th were $157,814.08, Since that report, trust assets have increased by $2,191.06, or 1.4%. It should be noted, however, that at the close of 2021, our portfolio was $168,164.15. So you can see that the markets experienced something of a downturn during the first quarter of this year. It does appear that things are on the upswing uh, relative to the Newell Perry portfolio, although parenthetically perhaps not so much over the past couple of weeks. As I have done with previous reports, I want to thank uh, Donna Andrews and her team at Morgan Stanley. They've done an outstanding job, uh, not only of investing our investments, but of keeping uh, Margaret, Richard, and myself in the loop, so to speak. So this concludes the Newell Perry report to the board of directors and members uh, for the 2022 conference and convention of the California Council of the Blind. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. And I, I don't expect you to have this there, but I seem to recall that at one time, just 
couple of years ago, the Newell Perry uh, trust was down around about 102,000 or something. So, it's, yeah, that's it's, that's uh, correct. Uh, that's correct, President Griffith. That was uh, at a time when uh, the organization uh, uh, needed our assistance, needed and we provided yeah. that on a couple of occasions. Yeah, yeah. So good to see that it's. Uh, you know, over the last couple of years has gone up a fair bit. Um, before we let you go, are there any questions for Mitch? We have one hand. It is area code 510. Hi, thanks, Dirk Nyhart. With two questions. How, in what instruments is the money being invested? And uh, secondly, what expenditures have we made from the fund in the last year? Well, do, Dirk, it's always good to talk to a fellow lion. Um, the second question is is the easiest. Uh, we have had no expenditures. Uh, so uh, without uh, the need to uh, assist CCB, uh, it's simply, simply uh, the the uh, markets that we are invested in. Um, I don't have the specifics in front of us, but primarily uh, a, a variety of, of uh, mutual funds. Thank you. And yes, sir. Okay. Thanks, Dirk, for the question. And Mitch, uh, any other have, any yes. hands up? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We have oh, one more. Ahead. Frank okay. Vita, Frank Vita, uh, somebody, whoever it is, <laughs> probably Frank. Hello, Frank. Good morning, Mitch. Uh, just as Good a quick reference, if, if you happen to know off the top of your head, you don't need to go hunting this up, but um, during during your tenure with the fund, what was the approximate high watermark as far as the value of the fund from as, as compared to where it is today? Uh, I may have actually mentioned that. Hold on. I actually might be able to tell you uh let's see that might be the high water mark we have been um well over two hundred thousand dollars and i think Mitch, it, it seems to me we were at 230 at one point i, I, I couldn't I, yeah i've on i wanted to say yeah, i've got i've got all the figures yeah i've got all the figures here uh it's it was probably somewhere in that uh, in that vicinity yes yeah. um okay, 230 good. 240 in that cat in that range good thanks mitch mitch, huh? mitch this is this is lisa um yes. i i do have the most recent morgan stanley report in front of me um and you are correct i'm showing um, 99.72% of the investments are mutual funds for the New Perry Trust. Ah, yes, that's that was what I thought. Um, and I'm also, back to, to Frank's question, looking at my uh, figures going back the last several years, um, we have been as high as 249,000. Uh, that was in 2014, I believe. In fact, I'm now looking again in 2015, we're up over 250,000. Okay. And as you had said, there were some lean years in CCB that we needed to get some assistance for you know, various reasons. And I know the Neil Perry 
fund, even going back to the 2014s, 15 area, you know, helped with different things. So um, good to see that it's on its way back up, though. Yes, sir, it is. Any other hands up, Andrea? No, there are no okay. hands at this time. Thank you. Okay. Um, and I can never remember. Do we need a? Do we have a motion to accept this, or do we just enter it into the record? If if we need a motion, I'll make it that we accept the report. Okay. Mitch or Jeff or some Mitch or Jeff or somebody, can you help me just from a historical memory point of view? Do we usually? Yeah, I think we've always made a motion. I think I think so. Yes. All right. Second. That's what I couldn't hear or couldn't remember. So we have a motion from Rob, a second from Steve. And uh, I think we've had a period for questions. So um, this time, if you uh, if if only if you object to the motion, go ahead and raise your hand. Otherwise, in a few, we'll give it twenty or thirty seconds here. And if we don't have any hands up, then we will declare the motion passed. So Andrea, if you could help us no keep hands. an eye and see if there's any hands going up. Yeah, no we'll hands. Give it another you know, ten seconds or so here. And this is Sarah. I just want to pop in and tell Mitch thanks for hanging out with us on a Sunday morning and bringing us the report. We appreciate it. Oh, oh, no problem. I uh, <laughs> I'm usually up this early, just not usually uh, uh, involved in a Zoom <laughs> meeting, but I'm usually up this early, even on Sunday. At least it's May and not October where uh, you would have fantasy football teams to be observing, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we better not ever move our conventions back to uh, to uh, football season because <laughs> I've been playing fantasy football for over 40 years and I'm already preparing for this season. Well, hey, uh, my, my baseball team started at 8.30 this morning. So, um, All right. So I <laughs> no really haven't heard Andrea say that there's any hands up, so... Uh, we have a, a the motion passes. Mitch, thank you again for the uh, thank you. Take care, everyone. The report, and as Sarah said, for hanging out with us on a Sunday morning. Oh, Judy has her uh, hand up. Wait, Judy has uh, her hand raised. Um, this is. Um, I was waiting till after the motion passed. I tried to get in after Lisa's report, but wouldn't you know, I got dumped. Anyhow, Lisa, I want to clarify something that was said last night, so all chapters know. Just because of our financial situation now does not mean our chapters cannot give money to the mothership. Uh, you didn't clearly say that, and I want to make sure every chapter knows that they can, in fact, uh, give money to us. And even those chapters who have their own 501c3, so long as they know uh, that they can't make, uh, that they can't uh deduct that on their taxes or that they can't call it a contrib- charitable contribution all chapters can donate to the scholarship fund to any any to the general fund uh we would love the money uh keep a, keep keep it all coming we're so pleased that chapters are interested in helping out uh make sure that uh, you know that you can do that thank you yeah, yes, Judy, to, to, for the most part, what you just said is correct. There are, um, again, we do have to go over specifics with um, anybody who is wanting to help with expenses, um, which is why um, we would, you know, obviously do it on a case-by-case basis. There is a difference between those chapters and affiliates that do hold their own um tax exemption 
Um, but for the most part, correct. All right. Um, we thanks, do Judy have one more hand, um, and I believe it's Dirk, I think. Okay. Is it the 510 number again? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I'm thank uh, Bravo Judy for that exhortation for all of us to make a sacrifice for CCB. Yes, individually and chapter level, and uh, go go get the grant for CCB. We can do it. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Dirk. All right. Do we have any other hands up before we move on, Andrea? One moment. Not at this time. All right. So this time we are going to move forward to uh, Steve Bauer uh, to give a quick bylaws report for this morning. Oh, good morning, everybody. Thanks, Gabe. And uh, hello, everybody. Um, as I mentioned on Friday night, the bylaws committee has opted not to put any bylaws um, amendments forward this year. However, we do have a number of issues that we want to work on in the coming year. And I want to invite everybody again to uh, be on the lookout for announcements of committee meetings because we're going to be discussing a lot of things. We had an open meeting as actually the first event of this convention where members brought forth and discussed a lot of issues that we need to deal with. Um, just running over some really quickly that we had in the meeting. We talked about uh, new affiliates and how they are um, brought onto the organization requirements, uh, things about online voting and the secret ballot and uh, lots of issues around technology and how to best use it and not to leave our members behind uh, with the technology um, member and, and uh, board discipline, um, basically what, what is required for what types of majorities are required for different things. Um, and basically we need to set priorities for uh, how we're going to deal with this because as a couple of people have said, we're not going to do this all in one year. So our first meetings will be to discuss those priorities and then we'll be holding meetings to uh, kind of flesh out and figure out where we want to go. So I encourage everyone to, uh, please watch the uh, the CCBL list and uh, the happenings. We'll be announcing um, these, um, you know, as we as we are, you know, going through and and having these meetings to discuss all the priorities for next year, so we can start to to work on our bylaws. So, um, thanks to everybody um, who participated in the meeting um, that we had a few weeks ago, and I hope everybody can uh, join us for. Uh, future meetings. I want to thank uh, all of our uh, committee members, uh, Gabe Griffith, Sarah Harris, uh, Robert Wendt, um, uh, Steve Mendelson. Um, I had a list written down here and I can't find it, so I'm leaving somebody, uh, Frank Welty. <laughs> uh, so thank you, everyone. Uh, and if I missed anybody, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll be looking forward to Moving on with this project uh, once we all recover from convention. Um, and so David Jackson. David Jackson, my God. Okay. How can I forget David? He worked on me with a lot of this stuff. So, okay. All right. Uh, that's all I have for this morning, Mr. President. Thank you. All right. Never, never forget that guy. What, what was his name again? <laughs> all right. Thanks, Steve. Um, 
What do you say? I think we still have a couple more here. So what do you say before we move to resolutions that, uh, Lisa, you want to do another door prize? Linda with a question. Okay. Before we do a door prize, Linda with a question. Go ahead, Thank Linda. Thank um, Just a little process question here. Uh, since we have this new uh, way of passing motions, should I say that a motion is passed without objection each time? Or you could just say, or you could just say it was made motion second and carried. Carried. Okay. Yeah, I see that a lot of places where they they just put MSC for motion second carried. Cool. Thank you. Unless anyone overrules me on that. Um, Lisa, are you there? Um, oh, are you there? Yep, I'm back. You're back. All right. Like I said, I have a habit of catching people right at the time that they're uh, sneezing or stepping away for important things or whatever. So uh, you want to give a door prize before we get into resolutions? Because I think we still have, by my count, maybe four or five of them to do. Uh, we, I am. You have quite a few. So um, yeah, so let's maybe do one, do one here, and then we'll do one in the middle of resolutions. And Okay. Um, why don't we do a $50 door prize? Let's do it. Let's go. And the winner is Warren Cushman. Congratulations, Warren. Congratulations, uh, Warren. Hey. Sarah, do you know that guy? I know that guy. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. Has there been anyone here that Sarah hasn't known? Yes, there was like only two, though. Only two. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I, oh, I was going to say, that music does sound a little too cheerful for a Sunday morning, or too awake for a Sunday morning. Um <laughs> I played it right now. I remembered. Oh, I should have changed it for Miss Pam. I'm gonna keep looking, Miss Pam. <laughs> um, all right. So, with that in mind, um, I'd like to bring on our co-chairs of resolutions. Who I know both of them: um, Jeff, Tom, and Sarah Harris. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday, folks. Well, you'll be glad to know, probably, that we don't have as many resolutions as last year. Now, some people might say that's too bad, but uh, most people will probably say that's just as well. Um, but we have some really meaty ones. We have six substantive resolutions and our two um, resolutions of thanks. So I guess uh, we'll begin. And I want to thank you to our committee and Sarah you will remind me if I skipped anyone um, Linda Perel Robert Wen, Steve Mendelson Steve Bauer uh, who did I miss Jean. 
Well, no, I, I'm I was gonna see. We we didn't need to thank ourselves. I guess I I missed you intentionally. Uh, did you say uh, Jean Lozano? Oh, I missed Jean. That's yeah, right. Jean, How did I do that? Oh yeah, my can't gosh. Miss Jean. Yeah, yeah Jean, not me. Yeah, no, I know. No, no. Right. So okay, uh, and I want to thank Steve to help who helped us get these things recorded. Steve Bauer. So. Are we ready, Sarah, to do the first one? I think we're super ready. I just want to say before I play this that, Jeff, thank you so much for being an easy edit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Resolution 2022-1 is Amazon Disability Customer Support Line by Margie Donovan. Whereas millions of shoppers, including those who are blind or have low vision, purchase products online from Amazon. And whereas, much to Amazon's credit, they have established a disability customer support line, 888-283-1678, for people with disabilities to get assistance with, among other things, browsing their product line and obtaining detailed visual product descriptions. Whereas many Amazon disability support line representatives do not provide adequate product descriptions, resulting in unwanted items being purchased and the inconvenience of making returns. Now therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in convention assembled remotely on this 15th day of May 2022, that this organization urges Amazon to commence a dialogue with the American Council of the Blind to determine the best solutions to ensure that Amazon's disability customer support line will be staffed with personnel who can effectively provide accurate product descriptions for people who are blind or have low vision. And be it further resolved that a copy of this resolution be sent to the American Council of the Blind's Resolutions Committee for action at its 2022 convention. So the committee recommends a due pass, and we don't need a second. So we so move. All right. All right. Is there any? Are there any questions or comments on this resolution? We have a couple of raised hands, and give me just a second. Margie is one. Oh, she is the maker. She is the okay. uh, yeah. Maker, she has her so hand let's up. Let her have have her first. I, Sorry, I didn't mention that. I'd like to just comment really quickly. This is Andrea. That having made fairly extensive use of that. Uh, support line, I have had very good experiences, by and large, with their uh, description um, and customer service. So I just want to say that. I can come back to her if you'd like. Yeah, this. Yeah, do we have another hand? Yeah, I we do. See who the, who else talk. we have there? Okay. And, and Margie, have... if you get if you get unmuted, go ahead and. She's showing as unmuted, so I don't yeah. know. Um, Roger. Well, I should say, if you figure out what's going on there, then go ahead and talk to us, Margie. Okay, Roger, go for it. Hi there. Good morning, Good morning everybody. Uh, I just felt that I needed to say on behalf of Bernice that uh, uh, she always said as long as the people were from Kentucky or West Virginia, they were really good. Uh, <laughs> well, for whatever that's worth. And the other thing I wanted to just mention is that uh, sometime shortly after Bernice's death, I uh, I talked to one of the, or they someone called me from Amazon about something, one of their one of the disability people, 
And I told him about uh, her death, and he cried. So just for whatever that's worth. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Roger. Kevin Berkeley. Yeah, good morning. Um, we only heard only heard a portion of the whole thing. Maybe it's at our end. I don't know. But uh, like all of a sudden, Jeff would go silent for a few seconds at a time. Oh. Couldn't hear a thing. You, that didn't you know what? Here. We, we <laughs> forgot to. Here. No, you know what? It, I bet it is. Um, if you're listening on an app. Um, Which I, I am. Probably the same thing on a computer. Make sure to leave the the Zoom screen in focus. If you leave the Zoom screen, you're not going to hear the stuff. We're we're playing these recordings by um, Guillermo's doing a, a screen share and playing them. So if you leave the Zoom app, you will not hear the stuff that is done over screen share. The the recordings that are played. Gabe, well, thanks, would Jeff. you? Thanks, would, Jeff. You learn something every day. Gabe, would you like me to just read the resolves again? Or I can play the whole resolution. Well, yeah, you could. It was a short resolution. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I totally even forgot about that. We probably should have mentioned that throughout that the thing. But Yeah. Because uh, I minimized it. Yeah, no, we, we've, we learned that, I think. Uh, yeah, that's a good tip. A while back, so um, I think Guillermo and I ran into it on something. Let me see if I can bring it back. How about if I read the resolve clauses? Yeah. I think that ought to explain basically. Yeah. Basically, the important part of the whereas clauses was that it was asserted that uh, the. In many instances, the customer support line personnel do not provide adequate detailed product descriptions and that this can result in unwanted purchases and the need for exchanges. So the resolves are as following. Um, I'll skip the boilerplate. Resolve that this organization urges Amazon to commence a dialogue with the American Council of the Blind to determine the best solutions to ensure that Amazon's disability customer support line will be staffed with personnel who can effectively provide accurate product descriptions for people who are blind, for people who are blind or have low vision. And be it further resolved that a copy of this resolution be sent to the American Council of the Blind Resolutions Committee for action at its 2022 convention. Margie? Yeah, hi, thank you. At any rate, Jeff had asked me after the committee met to kind of seek some input, and I um, put a post out on the ACB Facebook page, and um, someone else put it on the leadership list. I got a good amount of feedback, and I would say it was very mixed in terms of people who have wonderful, outstanding experiences and people who have had some of the same challenges as myself. Um, so I, 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 I say this because many of us have had very good experiences. And um, I think it just depends kind of who you get and what time of day you're calling and who's answering those phones. Um, so I, I just want to say I, I continue to support this resolution and moving forward because of the feedback I got. And it isn't just my 
experience. So thank you, and I will now mute with the intention of hopefully be able to unmute again in the future. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Margie. Andrea, do we have any other hands? We do. Uh, just one. Bob Acosta. Just one. Okay. Go ahead, Bob. A great resolution, but I wonder if the committee and certainly the author here should consider in the dialogue somewhere that they should be knowledgeable about screen readers. Because it's not just, are you assuming that everyone who calls the disability line is an expert in technology? Uh, I mean, MLB did anyway, had a, a person who knew JAWS. You know, you get to him, you might have to wait a little to get to that blind guy who, who knew it, but they told you how to find the games. Um, so I, I'm asking the committee, if you don't, it's okay, but I put it in the resolve, the dialogue area to include knowledge of screen readers. I don't say everyone, but certain ones should. Thank you. The, the only response I would have to that is that most of the products that people are ordering from Amazon mm -hmm. don't really have any relationship to the use of a screen reader so i don't know but but having said that bob you know if acb is fortunate enough to commence this dialogue if that seems to be an issue that's certainly one of the issues that they could you know discuss well i'll show my ignorance i don't know how to do it that's why i have a reader and i do it and i but i'd love to order things you know i do it on lexi I get it yeah, but it isn't a question of being able to like Margie can order the 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 products through her screen reader. But you're assuming but that everyone has the knowledge that to order to to uh, go up there. If you well, are okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm I, I no, I see where you're going. I see where you're coming. And I do not know how to do it. Yeah, I'd no. Say, well, I, I, where do I go find this? I want to get a radio because I love radios. I yeah, have yeah. No, I, I I see where you're going with this, and Thank certainly you. we could. I can, um, you know. Think about. Gabe, it. I don't want can, to mess up the resolution. Yeah, Gabe, we can resolution. keep that in mind for. Well, I, I was going to say, I think Jeff and I might be able to have a little bit of influence once this goes to to ACB. Um, because those result results are going to change, obviously, for the. ACB version of the resolution, so um, yeah, we can probably see about working something along those lines in there. You think, Jeff? Sure. And, yeah, and sorry, I think, Bob, I didn't get your your point at first. Yeah, and and, and I totally understand what what he's saying, and I, I think though that just to remind folks that the, the intent was about the particular people that are you know helping to describe, helping to order. So it's more about the folks that are answering the phone versus the actual site or app. This is Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, actually, Amazon says up front that they, you know, in fact, they, one of the things they will not do is put a product in your cart. So if you, you know, just like a sighted person that wouldn't have the computer skills of you as a blind person under the computer skills, uh, that's not what they're there to help you for. What they're there to help you for is if you have, you know, uh, three shirts on your, on your screen and gee, do I want this one or this one or this one? Cause I can't tell as a blind person, this one's blue, this one's green, you know, whatever. That's the kind of thing they're there to, to work on with you. But even when they're working with you, you have to be able to put the the item in your cart, they will not do that for you. So um, I, I don't know how much value it would be to have those folks be aware of JAWS because that's not what they're 
there to do. They're there to do descri- offer descriptions to, you know, visual descriptions to folks who don't who don't aren't able to see the products. Anyone else? Right. We have okay. We have five hands, and oh, wow. Gabe, I, uh, Margie is one of them. We also have Sheila, Gun, uh, Sheila Gun Cushman, Regina, uh, Patty, and Anthony Singarello. So, uh, uh, so I'd, I'd say let's let's take those five hands and then see where we're at. And maybe it'll be time to vote. Okay. Do you want to take Margie first since she's the author, or do you want to just take them in order? Margie, why don't you wait and and see if there's anything other that you might want to address so that you don't have to do it piecemeal, if that's okay. Okay, Sheila, go ahead. Thank you. Um, I was just going to widen it from just screen readers and say uh, assistive technology or access technology, because what I often get not just from Amazon, but everywhere is what's on the lower part of your screen. It's blue. It's white. It's green. It's red. It's like, click this, tap that. I'm like, and, and by the way, they will put it in your cart, but they won't make the order. So at least they do put it in your cart, but you then can look at it with your app. And mine is mostly screen reader accessible and I, I can figure out what's in there and delete them or change them if I need to. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think assistive access technology is good ad. Okay, Regina. So I did go and read their terms of service, and I'm not a lawyer, so but I would ask someone to review it because I believe it says that they're not responsible for if a product causes an issue. You know, it's like an indemnification, what is that called? Indemnification clause. It's in there. I'm not sure if it applies to accessibility issues but basically what i got from reading it is they're not responsible for what you buy even if they help you if i'm reading that wrong someone can so this isn't this doesn't indicate anything about their responsibility for what you buy it just says that there's a causal relationship between an inaccurate detailed description and Mm -hmm. the product that you purchase so I don't I don't see that as a problem, Regina. Sarah, do you concur with that? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, next we have Patty. Okay, um, this resolution, um, it it refers to de- detailed descriptions of the items, but um, I had an issue with, I wanted to p- send the material to a different address, and I was afraid that. Maybe they weren't allowed to do this, and the gentleman said he could and would, and he didn't. And then I thought, well, maybe it's because I'm a prime member and it has to be sent to my address because of the shipping regulations or something. But um, I, because of it, I missed um, getting to send my little grandson a present when he had COVID. He's over COVID now, so I can bring it to him. But <laughs> so, do you, do you? Does anybody know if if um? addresses they they have the uh, authorization to do that or was that an error that they do i've said i said i'm a prime member i do it all the time yeah i've had addresses added i they've added addresses for me and i figured out how to do it myself but they added them i i couldn't do it i kept trying and it would keep giving my home address so anyway i would you Mm. want to add that just not no maybe not i this is, this is Gabe. I would say that's probably not something we could add in here because 
they do say that they can put stuff in their cart, but they cannot come, you know, they can't complete the order for you. Yeah. So, you know, they might've been able to even add an address onto your account, you know, a shipping address on there. (laughs) But when you're shipping, you would still have to select where you're, where you're sending it. So I, I, when you add it to the cart. And that adds to, I think, going back to Bob's comment um, of of having them have some knowledge of of assistive technology in the sense of being able to tell you, okay, so it's it's in your cart, but you're going to have to blah, blah, blah at checkout. Like you're going to have to change the address. Um, I don't know. We're kind Mm -hmm. of in in a pickle here. Lots of good uh, uh, information, and, and and this is why, guys, we would love to have you come to our meetings when we're dropping these things. And sure. and this is something again that you know we're going to be working with ACB. Um, you know, I'm I'm the the chair for the ACB resolutions committee. Jeff is on that committee. Um, you know, this is stuff. Maybe at this point, I would say let's you know these are great ideas and jeff and i are making note of it and um yeah and so let's let's talk take this to the acb resolutions committee to talk about what what can be done at the acb level but they are good thoughts um but i i think uh i think at this point i'd I'd say we're probably going to be better served putting them into the you're working towards them in the ACB version of the resolution. And I do have a contact on Amazon, and I may just sort of run this thought by them just to see what their initial take would be. Mm-hmm. They don't work in this and, area, but... Well, and the, and the uh, whole thing we'll, is... We'll, we'll, is we'll look into this. And the big thing is just, you know, ACB opening up a dialogue to see what can be... You know, yeah. the first step is make sure that the... The uh, people working on the phone line, um, you know, give a give, you know, are trying to give full and accurate descriptions, and then we can hopefully be able to move into some of these other types of issues. And, and to ensure that possibly they know what colors are, what colors, right? <laughs> and, and I'd like to be added to the queue, yeah. Gabe. I know, yeah, Rob, Rob is in the queue, we know. No, I just wanted to say, I mean, I think these are great ideas, but I do think they sort of weaken the resolution in a sense that uh, I, I would like, if, if we want a different resolution about knowledge of screen readers and access technology, I think that's a separate I'd like to see that as a separate one. I think if we just make this specific to product descriptions, it's going to be a stronger resolution. That's it. Thanks. Margie, go for it. I just want to say um, I'm a frequent shopper, and uh, while I think Bob's point is well taken, this is not the mission of that line. The mission of that line as it currently stands, I'm not suggesting we don't submit a resolution in the future to expand that mission, but the the mission is to help people with disabilities find the products they want because their website doesn't have very good descriptions, if any at all. Um, and yes, they can put it in the cart for you. They cannot purchase it. They cannot change addresses. You do that all at the time of purchasing. And I happen to use Ira um, to make those purchases for me. 
um, for a variety of reasons that I won't get into. I also want to say um, this resolution may not go in the direction we hope when it goes to ACB. Um, and um, one of the resolutions that's moving forward to ACB, and hopefully, Gabe, you got it, um, it was an Apple resolution, but we're moving it in a very different direction, and we are going to set up, or if this resolution passes, there's going to be a way for ACB members to regularly provide in, input via a forum um, for companies such as Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, um, and then because ACB staff has inside contacts and valuable contacts with most of these companies, um, we don't mm -hmm. feel that it's appropriate to just kind of slam these companies and ruin our inside contacts. So we're going to be coming up with the internal process. That might be the time to add the fact that people might need screen reader help. But again, that that is not part of what this line is for. It's just purely to help a shop. They can stick it in a cart and then however we need to purchase it, if you know how to purchase things out of your cart or you, you know, get Ira or you get a friend, however you need to do it. She can purchase something that you regularly purchase on um, Alexa. And I hope that explains things. I think these are good ideas, but I don't think that they fit in this resolution. And I, too, would like to invite people to the resolutions committee, even though I'm not on it, because that would be the best time to bring up these additional thoughts and ideas to see if we want to work them in. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, I, th I think we're ready to call the question, are we not, Mr. President? I Linda, Linda has her hand up. Uh, okay, go ahead, Linda. I'm going to support that, Jeff. Um, I am deeply impressed by the length and granularity of this discussion because <laughs> it clearly shows what an important role Amazon plays in all of our lives. But I do think it's time to call the question. Okay, so we have a couple of people having called the question. Um, and I just want to make sure, Andrea, since uh, since we uh, do that by having people raise their hands to object, can we make sure that there's no hands up right now? Um, only if you object to the motion to adopt this resolution, raise your hand. Um, otherwise, keep your hands down. Okay, Anthony has his hand up, but he's had it up and down a couple of times, and I don't know if he's objecting or whether he has a question. Oh, you know, he was in you know, the queue. He was in the queue. All right, well, I, um, no, I was vote, voting to oppose the uh, resolution. That's what I was okay. doing. Okay. Okay, so um, if anybody objects to the adoption of this <coughs> resolution, raise your hand. Otherwise, keep your hands down. They say like 20 seconds. Yep. Okay, we have a couple hands. Uh, we have okay. two, four. We okay. have four. Okay, there's four hands up. So the resolution is adopted. Way to go. Let's go All on right. to number two. Uh, unless you want a door prize yet. I don't, I 
don't know. No, let's do door prize okay. maybe after after two or three. Okay, so the next oh. one is on the expanded core curriculum. So Guillermo or Steve, whoever's sure. Um, if anybody is using an app, I'm going to give you some time to switch to that app. Otherwise, you will not be able to hear this resolution. We we learn as we go, right? Yes. Guillermo. Yes. Here we go. Expanded core curriculum yeah. by Jeff Tom. Whereas the expanded core curriculum, ECC, is a group of services recognized nationwide without which students with vision impairments are unlikely to successfully lead independent and productive lives. And whereas ECC services include certain services required to be provided by law, such as instruction in Braille, orientation and mobility, and the use of technology, and whereas the ECC also includes a number of services not required to be provided by school districts, including daily living skills such as cooking, cleaning, dressing, and hygiene, social skills, career development, and several others, and whereas data indicates that these skills are, for the most part, learned by sighted students through observation of their families and peers. But in the case of students who are blind or who have low vision, these skills are most often learned in a classroom setting through instruction by a teacher of the blind and visually impaired or an orientation and mobility instructor. And whereas in 2019, pursuant to Assembly Bill 947, sponsored by the California Council of the Blind, CCB, in coalition with the special education field, the ECC was inserted into state law and school districts were permitted, but not required, to provide students with vision impairments those services not already required by law. And whereas CCB, in coalition with teachers of the blind and visually impaired and orientation and mobility instructors, is considering introducing a bill in 2023 that would require assessment for and provision of the services in the ECC not currently mandated by law. And whereas most school districts are not providing these discretionary services, and whereas it is essential that these services be provided to K through 12 students who are blind or who have low vision, now therefore be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in convention assembled remotely this 15th day of May 2022 that this organization work to introduce and adopt legislation that would mandate assessment for and provision of expanded core curriculum services not currently mandated to be provided by law. Okay, so the committee recommends, sorry. The committee recommends a due pass, and Mr. Chair is the maker. Can I speak first briefly? Yes, go ahead, Jeff. So I think this is a pretty self-explanatory resolution. These are very important services, as the resolution indicates, for our you know students who are blind or have low vision, and we don't want to leave it up to the whims and fancies of school districts as to whether our kids are going to receive them or not. So that's what the resolution asked for, and I would hope that people will support it. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, 
because of this time. Are there any other uh, any other comments? Does anybody else have a hand up to make any? We comments? have three. Okay. Um, uh, let's take those three. I'm going to start with Anthony. Okay, because I was told not to lower my hand. I didn't lower my hand. So, you know, I didn't want to make another confusing thing. Sorry, and, one more, and one more comment on this. That is, you cannot give 10 seconds for objections. That was all that was given, about 10 seconds. And I don't believe that that's fair enough for people to object. You need to give at least a half minute to 45 seconds because it takes a while for people to do what they need to do. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Anthony. Uh, Anthony, your hand had actually gone down and then went back up again. So um, we'd, we'd, we'd actually try to give about 30 seconds to Anthony. So we'd, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll make sure to, to, that we give that. Okay, next we have Deborah Armstrong. And I would like to speak about this for a minute. I haven't spoken a lot in the convention. So give me a second to marshal my thoughts. I work for a college, and I have to tell you how unprepared so many of our blind and visually impaired high school students are when they come in. Um, we have a 112-acre campus, and I have arthritis. I can limp across campus to my various commitments. Many of my blind students are terrified to leave the building. They have never ridden the bus. They, I had one student who only knew how to find one restroom, and when I offered to show her another restroom, she was terrified to have me walk her down the hall to show her where it was. Um, that's, I mean, there, um, many of them have very well-developed social skills, which is great because when I was growing up, they were always talking about our lack of social skills. And I'm very, very impressed how easily they make friends and how they work really well academically. But their O&M, skills. Many of them cannot type. The only thing they've ever used is a Braille note. And I love the Braille devices, but they need to learn, um, you know, how to use screen readers and how to work with sighted folks. So I'm going to get off my soapbox. I could go on and on about this all day, but I, I need to get myself back on mute and not make it take forever. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. Okay, we have one more hand. It is phone number 925. This is Earl, and um, I think this is a great resolution. However, our state is awash in a huge amount of money. Uh, I mean, they, they, they've got a lot of bucks. It might be a good idea to put a request for funding in along with this, because that's going to be the big issue. I'm sure school dist districts would love to do this, but they're going to say, where's the money coming from? So the state should also provide money along with this mandate. It's a good thing you mentioned that, Earl, then there's a quick answer to that. When, under our state constitution, when a when the legislature mandates that a local agency including a school district do something then the school district can automatically seek reimbursement for those costs so um, in this particular type of case um, what you suggest is not an issue in fact the issue runs the okay, other way the, the issue runs the other way because frequently the legislature is not willing to 
um, pass this type of a bill because it would result in costs for the school district. So that is sometimes a problem. But thank you very much for that, Cogent. Uh, okay, thank you. Remark. Okay, Connie Bateman. Okay, this is Connie Bateman, a former teacher of the visually impaired, and I currently serve on the ACB Special Education Task Force. And this is precisely what we're trying to work on is to get everyone involved in the involvement of educating blind and visually impaired students to be aware of the core curriculum and the types of service that services that are necessary to help these students live independent lives and a, a lot of it is just a matter of educating the the school districts and the parents and the teachers and the support staff in in these in the needs of these students so i support this resolution wholeheartedly and by the way we're doing a series of podcasts um on these different services under core curriculum. Uh, right now we're working on podcasts related to orientation and mobility services. We just, we've just finished our first one recently and it is available for people to listen to on the ACB website. So um, thank you for this resolution and I'll, I'll mute now. Oh, and thank you, Connie. Hi. Thank you for sharing about the podcast. That's so interesting. <laughs> very, very cool. And maybe since uh, I think the last couple of people have been in, kind of in favor, um, is there anybody that would be opposed to this that would want to speak in, in opposition? We want to make sure to, to get those if there is any. We have no hands. Okay. Well, seeing no hands, uh, <clears throat> what do you guys say we call for the question? Sounds like a plan. All right, so at this time, all in, uh, anyone opposed, sorry, if there's anyone opposed to this resolution, raise your hand, and only if you're opposed, and we'll give it a good 30 seconds or so. I've got 1046.29, so we'll give it until, let's say, give it until I click over to 1047, I guess it would be. I, I learned from my good friend Larry to look at the question. Or look we at have the no hands. All right. Another five or eight seconds here. And, all right. I showed 1047 now. So we have given a good 30 seconds. No hands up. So this resolution is adopted. Thank you, guys. Okay. So our next resolution, which I know Guillermo has pulled up. Uh, number three uh, is a combination of resolutions submitted by Marjorie Donovan and the committee's own Steve Mendelson. This is resolution 2022-3, resolution on resolutions by Margie Donovan and Steve Mendelson. Whereas the California Council of the Blind, CCB, adopts resolutions at its annual convention. And whereas CCB members often do not get a follow-up report as to the status of adopted resolutions. And whereas resolutions are not consistently accompanied by a cover letter, when the resolution is directed to an entity outside of CCB. Now therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in convention assembled remotely 
on this 15th day of May 2022 that this organization directs the president or their designee to ensure that a cover letter accompany all resolutions when they are directed to an entity outside of CCB. With such cover letters and their associated resolutions to be archived for permanent storage. And be it further resolved that the CCB president or their designee provide a report to the membership on actions taken and results achieved pursuant to adopted resolutions. And be it further resolved that this report be provided either at the next annual convention or such earlier time as is appropriate, except that this resolution shall not result in the disclosure of any confidential or privileged communications, including communications relating to ongoing legal negotiations. And the committee recommends a due pass. Okay. Uh, so we have a, a motion and a second, and uh, thank you to Steve Mendelson and Margie Donovan for this resolution. Um, so at this time, I, I guess if either of them are, are here and want to speak to this resolution, they can uh, raise their hands. And uh, I guess if there's anyone else that uh, wishes to speak towards this, go ahead and raise your hand now, too. We have a couple of hands. Okay, Bob, you should be able to talk. First of all, it's real quick. I remember the time when I was president and two members of the resolutions committee um, said, report on all resolutions you never do, which we did. But anyway, when they did that, you know, a year ago or whenever the convention was, I finally started saying implement it. I'm glad that they say confidentiality. Sometimes there's confidential work with the rehab director and the council. You know, we go back and forth. I thought resolutions were already archived. Number one, in my day, in the old schools, we did. We tried to get, we tried to keep them. Can they? Can, would the authors consider allowing the president to make a report in the blind Californian along the way? Uh, report from headquarters. And that's my question. If you're not, then okay. But I, I think it's great to have a record. I think it's great to respect uh, confidentiality. Uh, but the president can, and every every resolution that I wrote had a cover letter. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Why would they not? I, I don't understand that. But many times people don't answer them. So you say unimplement and you got to write again and again. Thank you. So, so Bob, a little bit. Bob, this resolution would not preclude that report from being in the Blind California. Right. It isn't specific. Okay, good. Because I think in front of the, Gabe did a little of it in his report this time. And I think I think for the whole convention to go over, you know, year old resolutions, it, we want to see it along the way if we can. Thank you. That's just a, a suggestion. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Hey, Steve here. Well, I'm, I'm just here to stand by in case there's any questions. Yes, Margie. I just wanted to say, and Jeff actually already said it, which is the fact that this resolution does not dictate um, or direct the president or their designee of how and when and where to report it. Just it simply asks for reports. Right. By the, by the next annual convention or before when appropriate. I wouldn't so, dare yeah. tell Gabe how to do it. He wouldn't listen to you. Anyway. you <laughs> wait, you wouldn't dare tell me how to do it, really, Margie? That's true. I would not. 
There are many ways to accomplish the same task, and I'll leave it up right, to you since right. you're in that position. As, as long as it's done in an appropriate way by the in the timeline prescribed, yes. right? Yes. Thank you. All right. Do we have any other hands up, Andrea? No. All right. So in that case, let's call for the question. Um, so uh, our all, all hands are down, correct? Correct. Okay, so then uh, at this time, uh, if you wish to object to the adoption of this resolution, raise your hand. Otherwise, uh, leave your hands down. And I'm looking at the time here. I've got 47 seconds, so we'll give it a good 37 seconds or so here. Did I say 37? We'll give it a good 30 seconds or so. Maybe 30.5 or 31.5. Maybe, maybe, like maybe. Somewhere in the vicinity of... of I was thinking 33.26. Pi. <laughs> we want the value of pi. Hey, what about 30.30? Ah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and and Mr. President, um, after we, we get through this, could we ask Lisa for a door prize? I think it's time. Yes, ma'am. That was the plan. Woohoo! Um, all right, it's been over 30 seconds now, so uh, Andrew, do we have any hands up? No. Sure. All yep, right, no. so this resolution is adopted. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for those authors. Thank you for that to um, Margie and, and Steve and the resolutions committee. So Lisa, are you there for a door prize? I'm here. Thanks for Sarah's little uh, warning for me to wake up real quick. <laughs> that was what I was <laughs> intending. So there you go. <laughs> so $25 given by ACB Capital Chapter. Oh, keep it in the chapter. <laughs> Our chapter of the year. How about former chapter members? And the winner is Frank Welty. Hey, Frank. I know know that guy. (laughs) 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 I didn't hear the music that time, so. Well, Frank doesn't care as long as he won. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So our next one is on ADA complaints, ADA assistance resolution, and it is authored by David Mandel. This is resolution 2022-4, ADA assistance resolution by David Mandel. Whereas the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990 was among the first major civil rights laws for people with disabilities in the world. And whereas the ADA marked an important milestone for people with disabilities in the United States and its territories. And whereas the ADA promised civil rights protection in employment, government services, public accommodations, transportation, financial institutions, and communications. And whereas the ADA has proved to be life-changing for millions of Americans with disabilities. And whereas despite these positive gains, The complexity and ambiguity of ADA regulations often discourages and limits an individual's ability to receive 
full benefit from that law. And whereas the ADA is often ineffectively administered and enforced by many federal agencies, and whereas thus it is essential that people with disabilities, including people who are blind or have low vision, file federal ADA complaints in order that this law will be appropriately enforced and applied, now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in convention assembled remotely this 15th day of May, 2022, that this organization establish a task force to develop and conduct workshops on the preparing, drafting, and filing of ADA complaints, as well as on the procedures by which these complaints are required to be filed. And be it further resolved that this organization strongly urge its members who experience discrimination or have accessibility issues to file ADA complaints with the appropriate federal agencies. And be it further resolved that this organization explore funding for an ADA complaints assistance network comprised of skilled advocates throughout the state. And be it further resolved that this organization refer this resolution to the American Council of the Blind, ACB, for consideration and exploration of this issue. And the committee, sorry, the committee recommends a due pass on this ambitious but important resolution. Okay. Well, thank you, Jeff. And I think I saw that we have David already. Is that we right? We do. Andrew? We do. Okay. I, I want to say that I, I really appreciate the committee's work. We worked on a compromise resolution, and I want to thank all of you for that. Um, however, I would like to briefly talk about the progression of this resolution, because I, I hope that it will be passed and you will support it. I don't think it goes far, quite far enough. And it started because I've been working with disability and blindness communities here in the Bay Area, uh, but also nationally on some committees. And I found over the last year or so that like 40, 50 people have said to me in various at various times, you know, the ADA doesn't adequately serve its purpose. We really need to update it and amend it for the 20th, 21st century. And I thought, that's an interesting idea. Could it be done? And so... I uh, spoke with a number of people and decided to write a resolution to that effect and got some support from a few members here and some suggestions. Uh, Jeff, uh, in a, you know, explained to me that he would probably oppose that resolution. And I understand why, because the leadership of the disability and blindness communities feel at this time that that would not be good timing start asking for amend uh, to amend and update the, the law because the Supreme Court and other right-wing groups would love to do more anything but, you know, short of killing it. And, and we all know what the Supreme Court has done to it already. And that's very valid, and I respect that. However, I will say that Martin Luther King didn't stop. Uh, the African community faced many threats and still continues to do so today, but they won their civil rights. So I, I feel that that the leadership needs to talk to the communities that they represent and listen to the will of the people, both uh, nationally and statewide. But I decided we would look take another tack and urge people to file ADA complaints because we just don't file enough of them. And uh, I suggested 
exploring the idea of forming ADA complaint assistance networks, both on the state, both statewide and nationally. And again, it was felt that we don't have enough resources, which we probably don't, to do that here, you know, with the CCB. And so basically, I said, why don't we refer this then to the ACB so that they can suggest, you know, look into the development of an ADA um, assistance network. And then we came up with the idea, well, we should train people to file complaints and and which I agree, we should, you know, consider the idea of providing workshops, both on a state level and a national level. But I also felt that there would be members who would expect to receive assistance. And I still feel strongly that there will be many of our members who would like assistance because the process is arduous at this point and, and, and fairly difficult and intricate. Um, but I, again, I would say uh, that this resolution is important that we need to file more complaints. And I hope that we can establish a, a workshop or provide a couple of workshops and train some of our members. And that I, I hope that you will pass this resolution. Thank you. Hey, thanks, David. And go ahead, let's go ahead and leave David unmuted for the, this discussion. Um, are there any other hands up, Andrea? Yes, Bra- uh, Bob Acosta. And I'm glad. Let me say first, since the loss of since the loss of our wonderful Ken Metz, at least in Southern California, we have had no advocate. Where do we go if we have ADA complaints in CCB? Where do we go if we have social security complaints in ACB? I hear all kinds of answers respectfully. I hear them say, they call Nicole and she'll refer. That's a big job for Nicole. I'm a hysterical blind person. I don't I want the I want the advocate right now. So David, I hope the next one will be other areas of social security and stuff. We need workshops. We need training. We need to know how to do it. And we have Zoom. And I think you're very progressive. Maybe we've found our new advocate to replace, if it's possible, uh, Ken Metz. Had you put Supreme Court in it, I would have voted. I will vote no. I do not trust them. I want nothing in their hands at this time, ladies and gentlemen. So I would vote no, even though this is truly what the California Council of the Blind is all about, a very progressive resolution. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Okay, we have Dirk. I'm just concerned about the prospect of enriching lawyers with uh, frivolous lawsuits and giving the blind community a bad name. And I, I, uh, 0.1.2, the Department of Justice has a disability hotline. And if you have a, a complaint, you can talk to them. And if they find merit in your idea, they will pursue it by themselves. You don't have to hire a lawyer. Dirk, let me respond to both of those. Um, first, uh, the frivolous lawsuits are being filed right now, including by blind people who are working with these, you know, attorneys who are in the whose goal is to make money. Um, like people who are not coming to CCB. No, they are not CCB lawsuits, but but we hear about them. 
believe mm-hmm. me. Right. Um, and we have no, uh, uh, we're no more in favor of that than you are. Um, in terms of the hotline, part of the problem with just giving information via that hotline is a lot of times complaints need documentation to go anywhere. Um, if you file something over a hotline, it's just as likely that they're going to say, well, we can't decide one way or the other. So, you know, if you want to go ahead and do something, you know, go ahead. But, you, you know, I don't think that just filing something via a hotline is sufficient in many, many instances. Um, and, and, and I, and I, nor do I think that the people who we would, uh, hope to use in, helping people file these complaints are going to be doing it for frivolous reasons. So uh, I don't, I am not worried about that outcome from this resolution as the chair, as the co-chair anyway. Thanks. Okay. Um, Deborah Armstrong. Um, I think this is such a good idea. I, um, again, I work at a college. I provide accessible materials for students. Uh, they often will call me when they go to another school and complain that they're not getting their accessible materials and ask me to produce accessible materials for them. And I always tell them to please document their complaints, but so many people are not trained in the ADA. In the 1970s, uh, the Center for Independent Living got a grant to train people all across the country in uh, Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act. I was one of those trainers. And what was really interesting is after all those trainings, we saw a lot more OCR complaints filed. And yes, some of them were frivolous lawsuits, but you get that with any sort of law. You're always going to get frivolous lawsuits. You can't make them go. But the thing is now schools take 504 very seriously because of that training, because so many people filed complaints, legitimate complaints. So absolutely, we need these workshops. Thank you. I'm back on mute. And thank you, Debbie, Thanks, for Debbie. saying that that it's it's worked before in the past. That's very helpful to know. Thank you. Okay, let me ask David if you want to speak. Go, please go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to say that I've called the DOJ hotline, and I also talked to people at the Pacific uh, Technical Center. Every region has a technical center, and uh, Dreadeth sponsors these Disability Rights Education Defense Fund, and. They have both told me that, yes, uh, we really need to train people and to get more people on board with these complaints and to help people do- learn to document. And I-, I don't know what the answer is as far as documenting, because that is the biggest problem, I think, that that people face. They don't they just either can't do it, won't do it or whatever. But as far as the frivolous lawsuits are concerned, there's not much we can do about that. But I would say that most of the complaints that we will find as the as a result of those of our workshops will not be frivolous. I I'm positive. Thank you very much for considering this resolution. And again, thank you so much to the committee. Okay, next we have Margie, and Margie should be unmuted. I certainly should thank be. You, am I? <laughs> yep. Thank you, Yep. Thank you. I have a couple things to say here. First of all. I called the ADA hotline on Thursday to confirm that what I thought was correct. The ADA hotline never assists people in filing a complaint. They will send you the form. They will send you the process. 
etc. So it is up to us as individuals to file complaints. The other thing that is very valuable in filing a complaint is, as already mentioned, but cannot be emphasized enough, is documentation. So it's hard to file a complaint on one minor incidence, but it's easy if it's a major incidence. Um, I am and, and during this conference, I specifically asked Andy Andrew or Andy from a, from DRC if he would be willing to work with us to put on a transportation workshop because what's the biggest thing we get complaints about is paratransit. Um, <clears throat> Um, I also want to say I, along with Becky Davidson at ACB level, we are working on a process right now um, individually and putting it out to Guide Dog Networks because GDUI has not elected to pick this up. But we are putting together a packet and we're going to reach out to people and help them document their Uber, their Lyft, and we are going to push for a whole bunch of complaints being pushed in at one time directly to OCR per my friend Ron. Um, and I have, I have the address directly to OCR. And I just want to add this part. I would be delighted to be a part of anything that moves forward here, including being one to help people to be a mentor in how to file a complaint. Um, and that's all. Thank you. Thanks, Margie. And do we have any other hands up, Andrea? I'm going to go with Sheila right now. Two quick things. One is I think that, you know, this is an organization of the blind and visually impaired, but a lot of us have other disabilities. I think we should um, be prepared for that. I don't know exactly what I mean, but I think we can talk in general enough terms that maybe we can um, deal with other things as well. Actually, there are three. The second thing is um, I want to work on at the DOJ level, at the state OCR level, at the federal OCR level, get these folks to understand it doesn't have to be in print because that's when when I get the print, I just my brain stops. Um, but I've done a few OCR is Office of Civil Rights. Um, and I I just but doing the documentation is can be really overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be if you do it as it's moving along. Um, but that is training. And maybe I'm bold enough to be a mentor. I don't know. But I stand behind Margie in everything else she said. I just don't know if I'm brave enough for that. I'm done. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Sheila. You, as always. And I, think, uh, I think I heard that Joshua is next. For some people, it's pretty basic, but um, what I wanted to suggest is if you have an issue with Uber or Lyft or, para, or paratransit or whatever, whenever it happens, whatever the issue is or, hap or whatever happens, on the day that it happens, go to your computer or your laptop and sit down and write the date that it happened and a description of what happened and your experience of it and if it's an ongoing process continue to write down what happened the date and your experience and that creates a record that actually can sometimes be used in court to document that your experience is real 
And I wanted to just say that that's a basic way that people who are visually impaired can create documentation of their experience and their issues if they need to use them in the future. Great, great point. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, and, and to Sheila's, I think it's Sheila's point, you know, really anybody with any disability or ADA violation type stuff. So good point. Thanks, Joshua. Um, Andrew, how many more hands do we have up? Uh, right now, um, we have three, and Stephanie is unmuted. And um, okay. if you want to let her go ahead. Let's, let's take those three okay. and then All right. see, and then probably call the question after that. Okay. Stephanie, go ahead. Good morning, everyone. And I know you all and you know me. So we've got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> good, good to get it out of the way at the beginning. Yeah, I know. Thanks, huh? Stephanie. <laughs> you know, I got to keep it a little light on a Sunday morning. Um, but I only wanted to comment that I uh, thank you, David, for putting forth this resolution and I stand in support and, of course, echo the sentiments of those who've gone before me in support of the resolution. So thank you again. And I'm going to mute. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. OK, we have Dirk and he's the last one. Hi, Dirk Nyhark again. Uh, sorry, but I want to know if CCB will file an amicus brief on a lawsuit filed by one of our members about an ADA event. Uh, so, Dirk, that's really not an appropriate uh, item for discussion at this point in time. This is a resolution um, if you want to talk to Gabe or me or whatever about a specific thing, let's do that offline. Why is you know, it not to... appropriate? Because, well, because we are inviting our members to file lawsuits. Are, Dirk, are you asking about a specific lawsuit or are you asking if a uh, member if it, got into a position if there was of one. having an ADA yeah, violation? No, would if CCB any do one it? of our members follows mm -hmm. a resolution, Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. So, so what I would say to that, Dirk, is we would take it on a case-by-case -case basis, and if one of our members has a, an ADA issue, uh, violation issue that comes up, then yeah, I, I would say CCB would probably support them, but um, yeah, that's something that we would take up as, as those cases arise, and you know, hopefully CCB would have been involved in, in assisting the person, before, you know, up to uh, up to prior and up to the point of filing the violation. So, and we've well, signed on to briefs that, before, as as Carol yeah. can attest. So you know, it, it, yeah. we've done it before. Uh, thanks to Gabe, thanks to David, and thanks to the resolution committee. Good job, thank you. Thanks, Dirk. Linda, so here <laughs> we go. Um, okay, um, we have created a process for people to object to a resolution on the one hand. On the other hand, we want to avoid dead air while we do a countdown for objecting to a resolution. So what I'd like to um, urge our, my friends is to um, try to uh, restrain the, a little bit of the silliness and the disrespect during the allotted time for people to object, because some people have trouble raising their hands and what have you. I don't know if we can do the Jeopardy theme or recite the Pledge of Allegiance, but um, it's a little silly to 
to throw those numbers around and a little disrespectful. Thank you. I'm not sure I fully understand that, but okay. Um, so do we have any other hands up? Or are we, we do not. On this? We do okay. not. Okay. So we will call the question. So raise your hand only if you object to the adoption of this resolution. Otherwise, leave your hands down. No hands. Okay. We'll give it 30 seconds or so here. No hands. Few more seconds. All right, so it's been 30 seconds plus here, and uh, hearing that there are no hands up, we will declare that resolution adopted. Okay, we're on number Thank five. You. Thank you, David, for that that one. It's, uh, it's a big one, but important, like Jeff said. So, Jeff, on to number five. Yes, uh, number five is by Steve Mendelson. It's the role of the State Attorney General in access advocacy. Resolution 2022-5 by Steve Mendelson. Role of the State Attorney General in access advocacy. Whereas, in addition to the in-house counsel that advise and assist state agencies in carrying out their responsibilities, these agencies are represented by the California Attorney General, AG, when civil rights suits or complaints are lodged against them. And whereas, as a result, the AG's office plays a key role in access to electronic information and in all civil rights litigation involving the state. And whereas, with respect to litigation involving the civil rights of many marginalized groups, the AG has taken a proactive approach to the protection of civil rights when advising the state agencies that it represents. And whereas CCB has been a party to numerous negotiations with state agencies in which the AG has been involved, and whereas it is CCB's experience that despite its demonstrated commitment to other marginalized and legally protected groups, the AG does not appear to take a proactive stance in advising state agencies concerning their responses to litigation as to their need to follow state and federal laws that protect the rights of people with disabilities, including people who are blind or who have low vision. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in convention assembled virtually this 15th day of May 2022 that the CCB president initiate direct contact with the Attorney General's office at the highest possible level, pursuant to a letter to which other like-minded organizations shall be urged to become signatories. And be it further resolved that this letter strongly urge the AG when advising state agencies with respect to their responsibilities to litigation against the state to take a proactive role in supporting positions that uphold the rights guaranteed under state and federal law to people with disabilities, 
including people who are blind or have low vision, including accessibility to electronic information. Okay, and the committee recommends a do pass. Thanks, Jeff. And I think I see Judy's name here. So um, does that mean Steve unmuted? Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to offer some background. As many of you may know, the pattern that we frequently say almost universally encounter is an attempt by state agencies when complained of or sued with respect to uh, accessibility or issues to drag them out about as long as possible. It's fairly predictable in many of these cases what the outcome will be. It's pretty predictable as a matter of law what the outcome should be. And yet they drag it out for months and years. We've had numerous uh, examples of that recently. The Attorney General is representing the state agencies in all of these cases, and it should be taking a proactive stance, urging them to uh, resolve the case quickly and in a manner which is consistent with state law. It's not as if there's a great dispute about what state law is here, uh, but yet it does not appear to do so. It tends, tends rather to passively uh, accept and support the agency's positions, which is one uh, of, of delay, almost delay for its own sake. All right. Thanks, Steve. Um, before we go to hands, I just want to uh, alert our Madam Door Prize that after we vote for this, I'd like to like to have us do another door prize. So just so that you're ready, Lisa. Um, Andrea, do we have any other hands up? Gabe, this is Livy. Uh, yeah, hi, Livy. Um, Steve, could you give an example of what this uh, is really uh, talking about? Sure. Sure. Right now, for example, uh, we're in negotiations uh, pursuant to the filing of a suit some years ago with the California State Department of Healthcare Services over a very key issue, which is the accessibility of individualized uh, Medi-Cal communications between the state uh, and the Medi-Cal recipients. Uh, that's obviously accessibility is a huge issue. There's no, there's no dispute in anybody's mind what the law is and what the outcome should be. But the state has dragged this out for years, literally for years. I need only say that it's over 30 years since the ADA was enacted. Uh, it hasn't been quite that long that this lawsuit has been going on. But uh, it makes jaundice versus jaundice look quaint. I can give another example, too. Both in past litigation, um, when I was president, and in current litigation under Gabe's leadership, uh, the State Department of uh, Parks and Recreation has done similar things. So there's many examples. And, and just last year, we had a resolution about the same issue with respect to the California Watts Council. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for that, Livy. And I, I see a couple here, but I think I saw Dirk's phone number before I saw Bob uh, here. So, Dirk, do you have a question? No, thank you. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I saw you on the on the list here. Uh, I think I see Bob Acosta. Yes, I, I just this is written by a good lawyer, so I've. <laughs> I usually use them when I when I want some good stuff written. Is this only access, Steve? And let me expand, if I may. Um, as you know, Los Angeles City. If you don't, I'll tell you. L.A. City College would not provide accommodations for two blind people. 
And um, we got the lieutenant governor, for example, of California to sign saying, you know, don't don't act that way. They were trying to argue unintentional discrimination. And it would have gone to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court might have thrown out the ADA. Fortunately, because of the tremendous support of the CCB and other disability groups, the trustees voted not to go to the Supreme Court. Is that the kind of case or are we just talking about access, please? Thank you. No, no, it's broad. Oh, sorry, Steve. I didn't know you were there. It's very access is very broad. Access to information, okay. access to communication, access to you know in the whole broad spectrum. So it's access. Yes, it is access. But that that kind of case would definitely fall under access the way Why? We, we're defining it because, because they didn't give them accommodation. Yes. Okay. okay thank you. Exactly. Because the AG doesn't do enough for us. That's it. Thank you. I'm done. But Bob, the only limitation here would be that this is specifically directed at matters in which the AG has a formal role, such as the cases involving complaints or truth against state entities where the AG is representing them. Uh, so, and that would be the only limitation. This resolution, the spirit of the resolution, of course, goes much further. And as Jeff has already said, uh, access here is a very broad concept. We're not concerned. Only, for example, with electronic information access, we're concerned with uh, any kind of access. I'm for this all the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. All right. And Andrew, I'm not hearing you if you're there. So you may be, well, if you got muted, but um, I'm trying to kind of look at the list here and and follow along and see who we have. We have no hands at the moment. I was muted. My apologies. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Um, Let's go ahead. And I think we're ready to call the question on this. Um, so, if, uh, Andrew, if you can make sure before we do that, that all hands are down. And so at this point, only if you object to the adoption of this resolution, raise your hand. Otherwise, leave your hands down and we'll give it a good 30 seconds or so here. No hands so far. Okay. So we'll give it a, a bit here. Another 15 seconds or so. Still no hands. Okay. Just want to make sure that we give folks time. Okay, I think we're over 30 seconds. We will declare this resolution adopted. And so before we move on to resolution number six, um, Lisa, let's do a door prize if we can, if we may. Okay. Because we like giving away money on Sunday mornings. And we have a lot of money to give away, too. That's right. Uh, a $25 Amazon gift card yep. given by the... Hold, hold on. It's a, uh, Larry, I think that is that we hear you. It's not me. Sorry. Okay. Sounds like, sound like you were talking. Oh, I, I was hearing somebody, so just wanted to make sure we could hear Lisa. All right. Go ahead, Lisa. Okay. Let's spin. Thank you. 
And the winner is Shelby Felter. Congratulations, Shelby. All right. Congratulations. I did not know I, Shelby. I know who she is. That's three. I think. I think I know who she is. I believe so she's Shelby, in, we, I, I need to know who you are one of these days. <laughs> I, I believe she's in the Long Beach, Greater Long Beach chapter. Oh, very, very cool. So, yeah, so I think I was there on maybe her first meeting, if it's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, thank you, Lisa. And housing, I know it's definitely going to be Sheila. So, Sheila, if you want to raise your hand and... Um, who else was on this one? Jeff and Sarah. Was it uh, Frank and David that assisted David. with it? Yeah, maybe Frank. Yeah, but certainly she okay. would be the first. Yeah. So if, if you three maybe want to raise your hands, if you're if you're going to want to comment on this, uh, go ahead and raise your hands while uh, one of our Zoom guys, uh, Guillermo, Larry, you guys want to actually I, on... I muted so i didn't get i didn't i didn't have to raise my hand i got her i found her and okay. i got her I'll play. Yeah. all right so we'll play the resolution resolution 2022-6 housing accessibility whereas housing has become a chronic long-standing crisis in california and whereas this condition acutely affects people who are blind or have low vision as well as seniors and persons with other disabilities. Whereas this housing shortage is exacerbated for people who are blind or have low vision by various issues, including, but not limited to, one, inaccessibility of platforms, including websites, documents, program procedures, and applications used by local housing authorities and other public housing agencies, as well as by private developers and management companies, to implement Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development HUD-funded programs. Two, lack of sufficient housing that meets the accessibility needs of people who are blind or have low vision in areas such as lighting, stair striping, accessible operating controls, and talking or labeled appliances and facilities. Three, rules imposed by homeless shelters that result in the exclusion of many individuals who are blind or have low vision from the receipt of homeless shelter services, and that thus impact the broader ability of these persons to receive wraparound services necessary to end the cycle of homelessness. Now therefore be it resolved by the California Council of the Blind in convention remotely this 15th day of May, 2022, that Within 90 days of the adoption of this resolution, the CCB president shall create a housing committee, which shall include members who have personal or professional experience in the affected programs to coordinate CCB's response to the concerns raised in this resolution. And be it further resolved that this committee shall within 120 days of its appointment, submit to the CCB board of directors for its approval a detailed advocacy plan, including short-term and long-term actions with the most immediate priority to be given to determining steps to bring about local and state compliance in HUD-funded voucher programs. And be it further resolved that this organization enable the committee to receive training from entities or individuals who have knowledge, expertise, and experience that will enhance the committee's ability to further the goals of this resolution. And be it further resolved 
that a copy of this resolution shall be submitted to the Resolutions Committee of the American Council of the Blind for consideration during the ACB 2022 Conference and Convention. The committee recommends a due pass on this very important issue. Okay. I hope everybody was taking notes there with the quiz at the end of this. <laughs> that was a long one. Um, I, I wrote this and Frank Welty um, contributed greatly, David Mandel, Joshua Saunders, and all the folks from the San Francisco Chapter Advocacy Committee. And um, I have known that housing has been a serious issue for the blind since 1998. And I did a housing hunt for a year and a third where I filled out 50 applications and almost all of them were inaccessible. Now that COVID-19 has happened, um, a lot of stuff has gone online, but it's still inaccessible. And I think that that needs to change. And um, I'm also thinking that on a separate track, I'm working on legal stuff about it. One of those lovely complaints of the ADA we've been mentioning. So, um, that's all I have for now, but I will stick around. Okay, and Frank and Frank yeah. is unmuted. Yep. Thank you. Frank, I just want to ahead, add Frank. that I, I want to express my appreciation to Sheila for raising this important issue. It's not a new issue, but it's one that's needed to be addressed. And this resolution represents a very healthy, vigorous dialogue that took place in the resolutions committee in order to balance the urgency of this this uh issue along with the short-term and long-term capacity of, of CCB to resolution uh, to resolve it. And I think we've come up with a, a good solution here that I hope everybody will support. I think that our, many of our members, especially those who are most vulnerable, particularly need the, the work that will come about because of this resolution. And I wanna thank the resolutions committee because we worked like dogs on this. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Okay, and, All right. and we have Dirk. I uh, share that thought. I'd like to thank the Resolution Committee for all this hard work. I have just one little piece of words missing. It says that committee should be people who have experience or uh, experience being homeless or experience helping the homeless. I would like the committee to include any CCB member. Um, if I understand your question right, um, will will that include any CCB members? It better. It's a well, CCB, yeah. no, it, it's it, a CCB it, committee. It but just what, says it will include people with personal or professional experience in the affected programs, but that doesn't mean that it has to be someone who has that experience. But just it must include not, it. It does not say that any member is Yes, it does. You know, Dirk, I, Dirk, I don't mean to, to dispute you, but what it says is that the committee shall include, didn't say that it had to be limited to, um, but it has to include people with um, personal or professional experience. But all CC members are eligible for committees. That's the way it's always been. That that's in our CCB bylaws that that you know it's going to be CCB members and that 
you know, we do have the ability if, if needed to go outside of CCB and we, we can include uh, non-CCB members if they have the expertise that would add to the committee, but it will, you know, I would say would definitely include CCB members on the committee. So what I, what I pictured when we said personal or professional experience with these housing programs is, uh, and this is not limited to, but if you've lived in a HUD voucher program like Section 8 or um, one of the project-based voucher programs, or if you have worked a lot with mm-hmm. folks blind and otherwise who are trying to get through this ridiculous housing process, um, that, and you have enough experience to say, you know, this worked, this didn't, we need this, we don't need that. That's who we want in the committee. And if you have some stuff you want to add, you would apply whenever that application comes out to be in the committee. And I would want you there. You, I, I've known you for ages and I hope you come if you think you want to be there. Do we have any other? Okay, Anthony. Yeah, I think this is an excellent uh, suggestion or resolution, and I'd be more than willing to serve on any kind of committee committee about housing. And I also want to say um, that you guys are doing a great job for a very, very difficult kind of thing to do. Thanks. Thanks, Anthony. And uh, some of this passes, send me an email so that we can... uh, have have that on there and get your name added to the to the uh, folks that want to be on the committee. So. Will do. Thanks. Unless you think this is going to impact the passage of this resolution, I think we ought to go ahead and vote. I, I think there's mm-hmm. overwhelming support for this. I think that's what I'm thinking. I agree. Yeah, and if there's if it's yeah, so if it's comments maybe about the implementation of it, which is what a lot of these have been, yeah, definitely reach out to me, Jeff, Sarah, yeah, after the uh, after the convention, and we'll yeah, take your your thoughts on. <clears throat> so, um, Andrea, are there any new hands up? No, no hands. Okay, if you, Dirk, right. if you still have an email address, you should email Gabe too if you want to be on that committee. Right. So, um, okay. So, with no other hands up, we will uh, go to voting. So, at this time, only raise your hand if you are opposed to the adoption of this resolution. Otherwise, leave your hands down. We'll give it another good 30 seconds here. Okay. Nobody. Another 15-ish seconds. I agree with Anthony, though. If I'm not right near my phone when you make that call to object, if I want to object, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes hold, what hold happens on, is... Sheila. Hold on, Sheila. No hands. Yeah. Sorry, we're trying to keep the chatter down during the calling for voting so people can hear their phones. All right, we've had about 40 seconds here, so um, we will declare this resolution adopted. And Um, I thank you. And and as I said, um, sometimes 
if different people are speaking or screen share turns off or whatever, we refresh the screen, we have to find the button again and all that. So right. yeah, I appreciate the longer time. All right, folks. Thanks very much. I appreciate okay. it. Right. Sheila. Good one. Thanks, Sheila. So, uh, Dave, we, Jeff, have a hand, we have a hand oh, raised. I, I don't know if it's about voting. It just went up. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah, since it went up after the voting, who who's the hand? Uh, it's area code nine one six. There's Margie. Um, it wasn't germane to the vote, but it's germane to a previous conversation we had. And um, housing issues do not fall under ADA. Housing issues fall under HUD or Department of Fair Employment and Housing. I always encourage people to go to D uh, HUD. DFEH is a little bit shady, in my opinion, when it comes to issues. Um, outside of employment, but I just want to, Sheila, if you're going to take action, you need to file your complaint with HUD, please. Thank you. That's all. Bye. Yeah, uh, Margie, that is not yep. completely correct. There can yeah, be, because okay. they're not all HUD programs, and there can be instances where an ADA issue uh, can come up that are like fair housing issues are under the Fair Housing Act, and that would, you know, and then so there, there all these laws do have some areas of of um concern in in different areas of the housing sphere yeah you just have to you know pinpoint where where it fits and it may fit in more than one you know to be mm -hmm. honest and i'm learning more of that as we're, we're doing training with that at work but yeah thank you okay. Jess. okay i have seen hud complaints filed on non-hud housing there was a huge guide dog discrimination case in daily city years ago and it mm -hmm. wasn't hud housing so oh, anyway. yeah, no, that's that's correct. I, I'm not disagreeing with right. you on, on that. So it's not restricted to HUD housing, HUD right. complaints, is all I'm saying. Thank you. All right. Okay, Thanks, we Margie. One, we have one more hand that went up after the vote. Kathy Schmidt-Whitaker. I, I appreciate Linda's comment previously in regards to uh, asking for the um, the silence during in the, the during the time that people could object, I think that's very respectful uh, for those that may be wanting to object. And I'd also like to ask that going forward to continue that practice, in addition to not commenting on any but if anybody's raised their hand or not until the time is up. So that those that are objecting have the time to quietly uh, implement it themselves, and there is no um, feeling of pressure or influence uh, in regards to raising uh, their hand. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that comment, actually, Kathy, because I think we we really don't want anything said until the whole vote is is taken. I would agree. All right. Thank you. Any other hands up there, uh, Andrea, before we move on? No, no hands raised. Okay. Um, Lisa, before we move on, how many more uh, door prizes do we have for today? We have uh, two more and, and one, big one really big surprise. All right. So let's do one now and then we'll do one or another one here in a little bit. Okay. So this one is a $25 Amazon gift card uh, given by CCB. I know them. Uh, 
And the winner is Laura Lee Kasner. Congratulations. Hey, I know her. I know her. Hey. <laughs> All right. All right. From her last Good. night. All right, Jeff, you are on okay. for a live reading of a resolution. Wow, kind of a throwback to old days. So I have number eight first, and then we'll do number seven. So, resolved by the California Council of the Blind and convention assembled this 15th of May, or convention assembled remotely this 15th of May, 2022, um, that this organization thanks the CCD Convention Committee and those who assisted it for their work in making this convention a resounding success. And the committee, <laughs> the Resolutions Committee, Recommends a new tax. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, resolution gosh. committee embodied by Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Um, do we have any comments on that our resolution? Do we have any hands up, Andrea? We do not. Okay. Uh, hearing no hands, and let's just uh, move to a vote. Uh, and uh, I agree with that resolution. The Convention Planning Committee did put in a lot of long hours on this. So, um, <clears throat> so we definitely thank them. All right. So at this time, if you wish to object to this resolution, raise your hand. Otherwise, leave your hands down. And I'll give it 30 seconds or so. Another 15 seconds-ish. All right. That's uh, been a good 30 seconds there, so we will declare that resolution adopted. Thank you. So the old expression that was supported hands down really does apply. Do you have the ability that, to kick him off of the panelists? <laughs> you know, Rob, Rob, that is that is one of those that if I was over Gosh. a him, I, was like, I would have been charged a dollar for that. Wow. <laughs> Guillermo has the power. Oh, good. Yeah, there absolutely he does. <laughs> and I think it should be a resolution. <laughs> Okay, this is our final one, <clears throat> and if anybody objects to this, well, I don't know what to say. I'll throw anybody off that objects. There you go. Right. <laughs> this Not is if 20... I don't beat you to it. Yeah, that's right. 2022-7, volunteers. Resolved by the California Council of the Blind and Convention assembled remotely this 15th day of May 2022 that this organization extends its heartfelt appreciation to all the volunteers who helped make this convention a resounding success, and be it further resolved that, to the extent possible, each and every volunteer be provided with a copy of this resolution. And of course, we're talking not about all the CCB members who did such a fantastic job, but about our um, the folks from outside the organization who helped us with this convention, like the women from Sac State the other day, as an example. Right. So, 
even though the committee recommends a new pass, even though they didn't ultimately we didn't do even though we didn't do voting, they did a lot of preparation to to get ready for the process and uh, and and we're standing by if needed. And they were really ready this year, really ready. They were. We had a good team there ready. Um, All right. Andrea, do we have any hands up? We did not. Wanting to comment? All right. So at this time, uh, if only if you wish to object to this resolution, raise your hand. Otherwise, leave your hands down for the next 30 seconds or so. We'll give time. Another 10 or 15 seconds here. All right. So unless we have any hands that have popped up there, Andrea, I will declare that resolution adopted. We do not. Go ahead. Okay. So thank you, everybody. We have a, that's the end of our resolutions, correct, Jeff? So accept that we need, and Sarah, maybe you can ask for this motion. We need a motion to accept the resolutions committee report. So move. Second. All right. We got a motion from Guillermo. We got a second from Rob. So if anyone out there in the universe objects, again, objects, go ahead and raise your hand. And Andrea, do we have any raised hands? We do not. All right, then we will take that as the resolutions committee that our report has been accepted and our work is done for 2022. So woohoo! All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, Okay, Gabe, I'm sorry. Uh, Dirk just mm -hmm. put his hand up. Okay. Thank you. Couldn't get my two cents in. I have two thank you resolutions that I could not present to the resolution committee, so bad jerk. But I think they are timely always to say thank you. And I want to have a resolution every year to say thank you to some uh, O&M teacher, uh, doctor, lawyer who has helped a blind person. We should have, I think that should be a standing practice. That's one. And my second resolution would be say thank you to the blind union for the blind musician in Singapore who got blind musicians all over the world to present a 10 hour concert. Uh, for the World Blind Union and send the, that resolution off to the World Blind Union. Well, the first one, that 
might be one for the uh that the awards committee could take up next year if there's any uh well next year yeah that we could do for that there would be writing on papyrus this happened uh three months ago and uh, well ukraine still be a, a hot issue in our hearts and minds well, the board can look at these things too. Gabe. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these are things that we can look at going forward. Thanks, Dirk. Okay. So um, next up, we have uh, the the you know, we usually have any other committee reports, time permitting, but it is after twelve o'clock. So unless there's any urgent reports, I would propose that um, that what we'd do is if there's any committees that want to make any kind of reports that um, you come talk to me and we can have those uh, maybe at the at board meetings going forward. And uh, I think that's something that would be good, a good practice moving forward is uh, maybe every month or every couple of months we can um, have a, a committee report made at the board meetings to hear what various committees are doing uh, is there any objection from anyone to to that proposal all right well hearing none and unless um, andrea tells me interrupts and tells me that there's any hands going up then we'll uh, we'll work on doing that going forward no. so so next item is, is there any old business to come before the convention? Okay, Sheila has her hand raised. Sorry, this wasn't this wasn't old business, but I, I wanted to get in before the thing ended. What I wanted to ask, Gabe, is um, when will the resolutions that we have forwarded to ACB be heard since the resolutions committee there has already started? Could we get uh some I, I don't i don't have an idea on that yet sheila i need to get the final copy of these resolutions and slot them in it will probably at this point i would have to guess maybe be sometime next month okay i just don't want to miss it's it it's not yeah I'm it's sure. not going to be i i can guarantee you it's not going to be this week it'll be you know very least next week or, or probably more likely like i said sometime in june but I will definitely make sure that uh, that you get notice once we once we have an idea of when that's going to be heard. Great, and I think I'm not the only one that's going to want that. So, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Next, so, we have Margie. I'm not sure if this is new or old, so I'm just going to do it anyway. And um, in our emails, etc., we were given the link to join Zoom. And then it said one tap, but there was no one tap. So I would hope in the future, whoever is sending out this information, when they do a one tap, that they know how to do a one tap so that we can really, it's actually called a two tap in my opinion, but that would have made it a whole lot easier for those of us using a mobile phone. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Margie. So I guess if we're mixing old and new business here, is there any other business to be brought before the convention in the spirit of what uh, margie just brought forward gabe if i may if you have any similar type comments that are directly related to convention if you would email those to convention.cc 
ccb at gmail.com or you can call me my phone numbers on the website or I'm sure you can get it from lots of folks that would be perfect that way we can um you know start keeping track of all of those things and Margie I've written that down thank you Gabe all right thanks sir Okay, we all do right. have a phone number who is unmuted, 818, last three digits, I know my own number. Duh. Yes, but we don't. Hello, Pam. Yes, you do. You better. It's only three of us to use 818. Good afternoon, everybody. I just wanted to say uh, thank you for a good convention. It was busy. It was long, and I listened to all the resolutions. They were great. Um, since I serve on the convention committee for the first time this year, it's a lot of work. I had a great time, and we'll continue doing it. So thank you. That's all I wanted to say. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Pam. Okay. Who else to bring any business before the convention? Uh, Pampology has her hand raised. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to clarify. Sorry, I'm having a really hard time with my lungs. But um, I just wanted to clarify for people that don't know that when Andrea or whatever host lists the area code and last three digits of the number, it's not because you don't know your number. It's so that you can be identified as the one that's going to speak next. So be kind. Thank you. Thank you, Margie. Thanks, Pam. Uh, excuse me, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Thank you so much. Any other business? No. Do we no. have, any, have any hands? Okay. No. So this time then, uh, before we conclude all of our uh, activities here, uh, festivities, that's what I was looking for. Before we conclude today's festivities, Lisa, I believe we have one one more door price. Is that right? We have two more. Three, actually three more. Well, two more and then a big surprise, right? Correct. Is, is that right? Okay. So let's do the couple of door prizes. Okay. So first one we're doing, uh, $25 Amazon gift card given by Bayview Chapter. And the winner is Joshua Sanders. I know him. (laughs) All right. Congratulations, Joshua. And then the last one is $25 Amazon card given by ACB Capital Chapter. And the winner is John Gassman. Congratulations, John. Oh, that guy. I think I know him. Thank you. That's cool. (laughs) And he's here. Yay, John. Yeah. And and thank you, John, for being our streamer today. You're welcome. Glad to do it. All right. I think you did our Sunday session last year, too. Um, And is that the end of our regular door prizes, Lisa? That is the end of our regular door prizes, All and right. I'm shuffling wow. the wheel really good right now for this last one. And, and do you want to tell what this last one is? And this one actually has a name too, huh? 
I, I, I don't know if it really has an official name, but well, it's, we're, it's we, the golden. We're calling it the golden door. Okay, so the golden door prize is $150 gift Ooh. card of your choice. So wow. Nicole or I will reach out to this winner to uh, find out where you would like the gift card uh, issued from and then uh, provide it to you in whichever way you'd like. So 150 bucks is on the line right now. Mm. Are we ready? We're ready. I think I've shuffled it about 20 times. So let's go. And the winner of $150 is Mike Keatley. We do. We do. We do. We do. Indeed. I'll, I'll tell you, there were an inordinate number of Silicon Valley yeah. winners this weekend. One might begin to wonder. Uh oh, it's fixed. <laughs> one mile. Oh, I think what that rigged, 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 rigged. <laughs> what that shows is that there was a large number of Silicon exactly. Valley chapter members That's that registered, right. which That's is right. fabulous. <laughs> if it so, was, I can guarantee you, most of Fresno would be on the list of winners. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Go ahead. Sarah, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to remind folks that um, both the, uh, there's two more things. We still have some post-convention on Tuesday at 7.30, so that's the 17th. We have the playing of the country of the blind, as we uh, gave a teaser for on uh, Friday. And so if, if you're interested in that, um, again, you can email if you're not, you know, part of any of our list and you want that, that link, convention.ccb at gmail.com. And then also on Wednesday night, we do have our scholarship committee. Um, if you're interested in learning more about CCB scholarships and um, what other winners have done with them, as well as more about what the committee does, um, please join in on that. And that's going to be on the 18th. Um, I just wanted to put the plug in that we're not completely done. We still got post-convention. All right. But as for our main convention event... Uh, I think we, I think that's a wrap at uh, call it 1217. All right. So, all right, everybody. Thanks for attending. And uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me today. Have a good rest of your Sunday. We'll hopefully see folks again on Tuesday and Wednesday evenings for post convention fun. Go take a nap.